my sinuses are fucked up this week. Word. Mine too. <laughs> Fucking weather, man. It's just yeah. up and down and back and forth and just, I can't heal. They got all bloody and raw and shit. Now I think I have a sinus infection from that. I just can't fucking win. I would rather have a cold because at least it's over within seven days. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, if you're not supposed to give you this much trouble, you should just keep doing cocaine. <laughs> I never actually did cocaine. <laughs> Pussy. <laughs> yes, drug shame me. <laughs> I've never done cocaine either, so that's me, it's, that's me being a real hypocritical asshole right there. Also, par for the course for you. Yeah, pretty much. All right, let's fucking do this. The following show will destroy your self-worth with excessive expletives, overtly descriptive sexual deviance, and more desperation for external validation than any so-called entertainment should ever be allowed. Two talentless losers who are about as insightful and provocative as a comatose jellyfish. Cinema Psyops. A tendency to deprave and corrupt those whose minds are open to such immoral influences and to whose hands a publication of this sort may fall. So if someone of a dirty bird gets hold of your stuff and it makes them a dirtier bird, then it's labeled obscene. Encouraging the lowest, most base, and animalistic of desires to all who will listen. Because we, as a society, have decided that a cinema psyops represents our base and vulgar impulses, and that acknowledging our use of it rattles our collective conscience. I was trying my best to make a positive impact in the lives of others, but secretly I was involved in a relationship that was taking over my life. Cinema Psyops. It was leaving me wounded and depressed, unable to even manage the relationships that mattered to me. Auditory vermin infesting every aspect of the human condition, spreading their filth and foul disease. The Black Plague Podcasting. Cinema Psyops with Court and Matt. Welcome to the 236th episode of Cinema PsyOps. That is 236 straight weeks of this stupid shit. It's so ridiculous. I'm pausing like Shatner, but it doesn't matter because Truncate Silent's taking that out. And a man who loves to pause as much as Shatner, if not more, is Matt. Hi. It's going to get taken How out. All you're you? doing is wasting our time here in the studio. I know. Well, that's... I'm I, trying to talk over your pauses so they my, actually will be paused. That's my whole deal. Is I just waste time in the studio. Just generally in life, you are wasting away the precious moments that you have left. Wow, I've never really thought about it that way. It's yeah. fucking pretty sweet. Well, Henry Rollins <laughs> said it best, I think it was in the song Shine. No such thing as downtime, no th- such thing as spare time, no such thing as free time. All you get is lifetime. Live it. Yeah, but, you know, my idea of living life and Henry Rollins' idea of living life could be very different. Well, according Henry, to Henry, Henry Rollins, Henry you're Ro- not living at all. Henry Rollins' idea of downtime could be my idea of uptime, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure if he's not in front of an audience or learning something, yeah, his time is being wasted. See, and I, I feel like that's just a perfectly good time to get back to neutral. Figure <laughs> out what you're going out after. 
<laughs> so basically what you're I'm saying not, I'm is not mocking you've given up. Living no, you've life. given up. That's what it is. You've just given up. You are just holding pace with the pace car until you no longer run. Yeah, you kind of. Yeah, that's a pretty good way of putting it. During well, the Daytona 500, why don't you? Nice. Well, welcome welcome to, you know, midlife crisis, man. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, it's kind of sad thinking this is my midlife, but really, I, I don't see... I, th- I have to be past midlife because there's no way I'm making past 75. Well, I mean, you may, you may not. You don't know. You did smoke a lot. Yeah. When I was, like, at my heaviest and heartburn made me think I was having a heart attack, uh-huh. there were plenty of nights when I was falling asleep going, fuck it, come sweet death, it's worth it. Dude, I have those, like, nightly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's plenty of nights where I've literally, like, if this is it, then fuck it. I'm doing yeah. it in my sleep. I don't where, care. Where, where I get, like, heartburn, like, right before bed, but you get that worry that this is it. This is the heart attack that you're just going to go to sleep you on. You start grabbing your chest yeah. going, Elizabeth, Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah right. It's you're coming gonna, for me. You're like, well, if it is, if this is it, then, you know, I guess I'm just going to shit the bed. That's how the people remember me. <laughs> As you lived in life, how you yeah. live how, in death, yeah, yeah. you live in the death. That's what everybody remembers you for is the guy who shits the bed. Yes. Coincidentally, you're never sleeping in this house again. <laughs> Listen, I don't know how many apology notes you want from me, but I sent enough, all right? It would start if you would pay me the money that you owe me and to get those things replaced. No, I can't, all right? That's just where I draw the line. <laughs> An apology you not fed, accepted. You fed, you fed me enchiladas. You knew what was going to happen. <laughs> I don't remember that being the case. I believe you're looking in the mirror saying you fed me enchiladas. <laughs> I did feed myself enchiladas that come over to your house. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's a, yet another chair that's going to be destroyed. I'm so sorry. I trusted a fart one time. All right. One time I trusted a fart. At least that was at work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. What a callback. All right. Yeah. So this week we are talking two different adult films that were shot by Herschel Gordon Lewis. Okay. Written and directed by Herschel Gordon Lewis, and they are the kind of quality you can expect from Herschel Gordon Lewis. One is a, a softcore, like actual story, and the other one is almost a, a white coat, kinda. Yeah, in a sense, it's more of a documentary, but it kind of goes white coat on you a it, little bit. It's a little bit of the white coat sort of, um, you know, uh, sex hygiene type film. But it also has a very heavy influence of the quote-unquote Guna Guna film. Okay. Which is, you know, the foreign country, this is their culture, yeah. like an anthropological study. Yeah. But it kind of sheds both of those things by just being openly racist. Yeah, I and mean. And coming right out and trying to say, it's called Black Love is the film that we're Black doing Love, week. but, yeah. I mean. Holy apparently, fuck. Apparently, foreplay is only important in Black Love, by the way, <laughs> according to this film. There's a lot of things that they talk about yeah, what's I important mean, like, in really Black Love compared By the to- way, I never refer to it as any other like color of love. I just say love because I mean they said black a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a little nervous about what you pulled out for clips because like everything that the, that the movie is racist from beginning to end. Yeah, including the title. Like the whole time I watched it, I'm like, well, this should be empowering. And, like midway through it, I'm like, this is not empowering at all. This is horrific. I knew it was racist for, as fuck from the get go. We're gonna have to talk about it first, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because we got to get that out of the way. Because the ecstasies of women, even though it's not that great, yeah, um, and there's still some very lovely ladies I, I, in it. Um, it 
it's pretty typical of a Herschel Gordon Lewis film in that there are no other takes. It doesn't matter how much you fuck up. Whatever we got on film that day is what's being put in the movie. D- to give you an idea, I think Black Love got about a total of six to seven pages of notes. Okay. Where the ecstasies of women got like two to three pages of actual notes <laughs> to let you know which one I was like, well, one can be talked about a lot. The other one's just kind of, okay, ecstasies of women's the fluffer, It's but it's not going to go first. It's it's what's going to keep us going to the end of the night is ecstasies of women because we're going to have to dive into black love first. Yeah, but I, I really feel like following these two films up after talking about that sexploitation, and this is the era that these two films take place in. Uh, ecstasies of women was shot in 69 or released in 69 and black love was released in 71 and this is really the era when um friedman uh, david freeman had actually said in that's exploitation this is where the fun stopped yeah and if these two films are any indication i can see where a sexploitation filmmaker would feel like this is where the fun stopped the fun's over because they don't get to do any more fun and inventive and wacky ways. It's just filming people fucking on screen. Yeah. And these two films it, 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 fit it, it, really well with like the, the, the thing that everybody thinks of as porn is bad acting, bad script, and just people fucking on film. Yeah, and Ecstasy's a Women is softcore porn, too. <laughs> yeah, well, well, let's... Yeah, instead, we'll wait yeah, on that, yeah. but yeah. I'm just saying, it's just softcore. It's not even hardcore, so... Well, okay, so we also, actually, this week, we'll have more music befitting of. Oh, wow. I, I grabbed more, like, 70s porn music for this week's show. Well, Thank God. Yeah, and I'm really wanting to get into that. Yeah. Not the You want to get into 70s porn? I don't want to get into the music. I want to get into <laughs> 70s porn. Like, most people with time travel are like, oh, I'll kill Hitler. I'll go yeah, back yeah, in time. No. I'll do all this stuff. Me? I'm going back, and I'm getting into yeah, 70s porn. I want to get into some of that 70s porn <laughs> and see if I can write it right into the early 80s porn. These meme lords that are in our group, like yeah. these fucking like, insane meme creation uh-huh. that has just, like, just popped up because yeah. they know we record tonight, uh-huh. like, I can only imagine... Imagine what they're going to do with the phrase, I want to get into 70s porn. (laughs) Something's going to happen. By the way, I'm trying to watch myself on Black Love because, you know, the clip worthiness of this movie is insane. Oh, the trailer alone is racist as fuck, but it doesn't come right out. It just kind of heavily implies. It's just heavily implied racism. It's just like when we dealt with Song of the South, basically. Oh, God. Only with porn. Yeah. I mean. So it's exactly like Song (laughs) of the South. All right, let's just take the break. We're going to play the Legion page. Patreon ad here. We're going to have a little bit of music befitting of both Ecstasies of Women and Black Love. And when we come back, we will have the trailer for Black Love. This will keep you quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You caught me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet. My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for $5, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. Thank you. 
to make sure the buns are real steamy for you, baby. <laughs> I just keep thinking it's going to switch right into the NWO theme song from WCW. <laughs> that will absolutely not happen because there is nothing more of a boner killer than the NWO. Wow. Damn. It's true. Some some serious shit on, uh, some shade on the NWO there, man. It was a stupid idea. It was basically a gang of thugs that just beat up on everybody to keep all of the belts. Yeah. And it ruined WCW. It, it was really, so fucking they ran lame. It, it's because they ran it too long. It was really hot. And then if you just would have had Goldberg squash it, at not at a free show, but at their main pay-per-view, uh-huh. you build that up, and then NWO just kind of goes away, and you figure out new stories, it's fine. But they brought it right back. Yeah, they and kept then the crow going. kept coming and avenging the yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. Sting. Sting. It was, yeah. yeah, no, the crow. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, the NWO idea was just a stolen idea from New Japan Pro Wrestling, who had done it earlier that year. I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. You know what else has a bunch of stolen ideas, Matt? Oh, God. I'm, I'm afraid to ask. This fucking trailer. And it's racist as fuck. So they stole it from the KKK? Kind of, though. Black Love is not an erotic sex film. It is rather a study of an important aspect of the black experience. The act of making love. Of two people physically and psychologically fulfilling basic human needs and desires. To a significant extent, black love is different from any other form of lovemaking because of the physiological, sociological, and psychological differences among black people. Some of these differences are real, others are imagined, and some are based on myth, ignorance, and fantasy. This is not a film about professional actors and actresses, nor does it involve professional sex performers. We have gone into the black communities to interview and photograph a wide variety of ordinary black people, primarily married couples, who were willing to participate in this scientific experiment. While we realize there may be some aesthetic appreciation in watching demonstrations of black people making love on the screen, it is our purpose and our hope that the real contribution this film will make will be that the awareness and appreciation of the differences will lead to a mature, intelligent approach to lovemaking and to a long, happy, more fulfilling marriage. And if you could see anything that was going on in that trailer, you would probably be really excited about all the free porn that you just witnessed in the trailer. Right, I'm sure. And, um, you know, you could probably skip the first clip now I have mine because that was pretty much the trailer. Oh, yeah, I was figuring, but that's usually what happens. I mean, I was, like, watching the trailer, and I'm like, oh, so that's why all that was included at the beginning. Yeah. This is, um, what, 74 minutes max? Yeah. Maybe 75, and, like, most of that is padding. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. Uh, Okay, so... I mean, we had to listen to it a couple of times to do the reviews for the show, so we might as well play it for the audience again. All right, well, okay, so Black Love, and uh, we open up with our first clip. Black Love is not an erotic sex film. It is rather a study of an important aspect of the black experience, the act of making love of two people physically and psychologically fulfilling basic human needs and desires. To a significant extent, black love is different from any other form of lovemaking because of the physiological, sociological, and psychological differences among black people. Some of these differences are real, others are imagined, and some are based on myth, ignorance, and fantasy. This is not a film about professional actors and actresses, nor does it involve professional sex performers. 
We have gone into the black communities to interview and photograph a wide variety of ordinary black people, primarily married couples, who were willing to participate in this scientific experiment. While we realize there may be some aesthetic appreciation in watching demonstrations of black people making love on the screen, it is our purpose and our hope that the real contribution this film will make will be that the awareness and appreciation of the differences will lead to a mature, intelligent approach to lovemaking and to a long, happy, more fulfilling marriage. And then uh, we get a little pop-up right after all that, stating, after viewing this film, it should be obvious that differences between people are those of apparel and more than of their bodies, especially in light of this examination of normal human sexual behavior. Is that them trying to say we're not that racist, even <laughs> though this movie is very racist? That is pretty much this movie's equivalent of saying, I've got a lot of black friends. That's what this movie's saying. Clip? Probably. <laughs> don't I don't it's gonna be great though. I don't, I don't know how gonna, I mean I know of like one that you have. Yeah. Is that a lot? I, I mean I guess for a guy from fucking Wisconsin that yeah, might be yeah, well, or who grew up then in Nebraska after that. So yeah. Well that's like almost too many for somebody who grew up in Nebraska. <laughs> Oh, man. So anyway, uh, then we, uh, so now we're going to get down and watch some regular peeps do some porn. Uh, so <laughs> none of that actually happened. There were no regular peeps in our porn. Yeah, no. No, there was hardcore penetration, but mostly yeah. you just watch taint and ass as balls wiggled in and out. Yeah. That was yeah. this whole film. Well, <laughs> well, women starfished and dudes just like laid on top of them, humping away. I mean, I was just like, wow, this is the lamest love I've ever seen in my life. Well, that's why this film is racist. Yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> nobody looked into it. <laughs> the narrator states that children learn about love. By the way, every time I say love, know this. The narrator actually says black love. Actually, the narrator literally says black children yeah. in black communities learn about black, black love. love. Like, he is modifying as much as possible uh, with the word black in this. Yeah, yeah, so just know that that word is probably the most used word in this movie. It's like a transitional phrase <laughs> and some preposition and a bunch of other shit all mixed together. He uses it as a comma. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> Essentially, yes. Yeah. So they state that the children learn about love from watching the adults bone pretty much. Um, so I don't know what they're trying to imply about the black community with yeah, that, but, but I'm not comfortable with that. Kids just are constantly watching adults have sex. I mean, yes, but <laughs> usually on fuzzy porn. Yeah, like or the fuzzy fuzz times. Or or the in, or the internet. The internet days. now, you know, these days. But yeah. All you have to do is click a button that says but I made Never in even person. If you're not. Never in person. I mean, not usually. One would hope not. Yeah. And usually if a kid walks in on the parents fucking, that they're ends not gonna, the fucking. They're not going to stay there watching. Like, how listen, high this are these movie, folks? This movie has has it that kids will actually walk in, in the, see their parents having sex and stay there to watch. And I'm here to argue that that would never fucking happen. One, it's traumatizing. Yeah. Yeah. And two, it's traumatizing. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to see that. You're going to do an about face and walk away. Unless your parents are like super fucking hot. And then maybe you'll watch. Maybe you'll watch one time. <laughs> Is that anything like the David Tell joke where he says, I also think if your cousin's super hot, you should be able to fuck one time. Clip. Clip. <laughs> Not that I disagree with that assessment. <laughs> 
I'm just saying. <laughs> so anyway, we see a couple doing some heavy petting in a car. Um, That's one way to put it. In this uh, kids playing on um, the uh, uh, on a playground. And when I say kid, uh, this motherfucker's at least 30. But he's playing on a playground, so he's a kid. This movie would probably have you believe that black people age differently than other <laughs> probably, races. Probably, yeah. Um, as he's on the playground, he's going through, and the car couple start fucking, and the kid watches. It actually leads to our next clip. This young black boy accidentally comes upon a couple making love on the front seat of a car in a deserted parking lot. At first, he is shocked and surprised, but then he feels something captivating about observing the black couple making love. He sees the slow, rhythmic, almost fluid motion of the black man's body, the muscular contraction of his buttocks, and the strength of his legs as he penetrates and contracts the seams of the black woman's vagina. He sees the vaginal opening of a woman looking like some giant hollow chamber as it opens and closes in response to the entry and exit of the man's penis in one continuous motion. The sight of a black couple making love and the obvious satisfaction each partner gives to the other fills the boy's mind with visions of his own manhood and black love. One of the most common ways in which black children learn about sex is through the inadvertent actions of their parents. This little girl gets up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom in her home. As she is returning to her bedroom, she hears a noise from her parents' bedroom. She peeps into the bedroom to see what caused the noise and discovers her mother and father busy making love. She is surprised and curious and stays to watch her parents make love. When mature, intelligent people who know, respect, and care for each other make love, as in the case of this black married couple, it becomes more than just a sex act. It is an occasion in which a man and a woman strive to give physical and psychological satisfaction to each other. Under such circumstances, personal inhibitions are often dispelled, and subtle, intimate gestures of affection and satisfaction are exchanged between the sex partners. This married man employs a wide variety of different techniques using slow, rhythmic actions of his body, prolonging the sex act, prolonging the sensation of fulfillment and satisfaction to his wife. Black love for a married couple becomes for them an exercise in freedom, a dispelling of social inhibition, and a putting aside all the troubles and cares of the world. It is a flight from the limitations of the real world and an ecstasy to regions of exploration and fulfillment limited only by their imagination. Just listening back to it, I'm having a vision of the sex that they were showing in the car. Yeah. And it's just him laying on top of her while she lays there pretending to be dead. And by the way, that's the same sex they have in the bedroom scene where the little girl watches her parents bone. It's almost the same couple every time. And then the parents that are boning in there is actually the same scene that's played later on. Yeah. It's just like an outtake of that that they just reused at the beginning of the film to pad yeah. out the film with more sex. Uh-huh. And every single shot of the penetrative sex that they show yeah. is literally just like a huge shot of taint yeah. and then balls flapping up and down as you sort of see a penis going sort of in and out of a vagina. Yeah. And like, that's it. It's like a tight close-up of balls and ass. Yeah. Which is like the least attractive area that you should be filming during sex. It is It is not the the the, the camera point we want. Unfortunately, in the early 
earlier days of pornography, it's the camera angle you get a lot of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's just it's something that they felt that it was needed. Can we talk about a few rumors and uh, myths about uh, the black love experience yes. that got questioned in the first couple of frames of this movie? Please. Please. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Dr. Ruth, you have the floor. <laughs> Apparently, the dude at the beginning of the film is not as hung as was portrayed <laughs> yeah. in discussions of racist myths. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's a... Uh, I mean, I'm not saying that he was small. I'm just yeah, saying he was a, more chode-like. It's an average-sized dick over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it seemed a little below average with a giant set of balls that were flapping you know around what, on though? camera. I mean, he might have been pushing rope at that point because... Yeah, I mean, it's early days of porn. There's a lot of rope pushing, and it seemed like the first guy was pushing rope, and then the guy in the car on the insert shots of the actual insertion that looked like rope pushing, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just really glad that pornography has come a long way. Uh, yeah, pornography, I mean, I'm not so, you know, it's 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 good that it's evolving, because, you know, or else this is going to be what kids had to work with even nowadays. It's not hard to understand why people would be terrified of sex watching these two films <laughs> in the earliest days. Days. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like anybody could just be sitting there going, that's what I'm supposed to do? Yikes. Yeah, they don't make it appealing at all. No, 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 no I mean, none of the sex is very appealing, this entire thing. No, and this, uh, that we're just talking about the black love film as is. Yeah. That's why I'm feeling like they were purposely trying to do something nefarious with this, and it feels, yeah, I, I, that's it what feels I'm like they're doing something untoward yeah. to make it this way, and I, it makes me uncomfortable just bringing it up. Uh, but I get what you're saying. None of the sex scenes are particularly sexy, sexy at all. No, and it just seems very forced. Or I mean, yikes! <laughs> it's the kind of sex that you would picture conservatives having. Yes, yes, this <laughs> very, is exactly it. Very joyless. This is very what, mechanical. If you watch Fox News, this is the kind of sex you have, <laughs> unless you're paying a prostitute. In which case, the prostitute is being paid to starfish for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Before before we say something really horrible I know, um, and, and cancel culture comes after us. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, let's let's just be cool. Um, <laughs> Everybody be cool. We're trying to critique the film. Film itself. All right. Just the film. And how uncomfortable it made us to watch it. it, 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 it if you need anything... We believe the makers of this film were doing something very racist and, and not helping the actual black community at all. And considering that Herschel Gordon Lewis made this film and wrote it, it makes me extremely uncomfortable and I have to deal with some things about Herschel Gordon Lewis that I didn't want to. No. Oh. Well, uh, so sometimes it's not even about sex, and we find that out in our next clip. Sometimes a black child's discovery or awareness of sex is a quick and casual occurrence, not always involving an observation of sex or participation in the sex act. Here, a young black woman in an obviously poor neighborhood sits on the steps of her building, enthusiastically reading a book. A young boy is walking down the street. As he passes the woman, he suddenly observes that in her enthusiasm for the book, the woman is unaware that she has spread her legs into a compromising position. She does not see the boy, and the continued enjoyment of the book causes her to unconsciously spread her legs further apart. The boy sees that she is not wearing panties. He observes with amazement the woman's hairy vaginal area, and for a moment, his mind is filled with adult notions of black love. It is not uncommon in the black community for a black child returning from an errand like a trip to the store 
to discover black love. What the fuck? Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not complaining about the vaginal shot that we got where the lady's spreading her legs, but but I, pretty much it, it pretty much said, "Hey, be the peepee tub, you know." Uh, not necessarily peeping tom because she's sitting on the stairs and apparently she's so into her book that she spread her legs and forgot to put on underwear. And so he notices it, so he takes a sneaky peek. It's got to be a really good fucking book. And like really has a good look with the lady doesn't notice it and she makes her legs go open even more. Yeah. And then she's reading her book a little bit more. He gets the fill of what he needed to see and he continues on about his day. Yeah. I, I, He's not I, looking in a window that's out in the open and he takes a look and appreciates it. All right. If I'm in that scenario, I'm looking too and I'm not I'm not going to go freaky about it because she's like right there with her legs wide open sitting on the stairs. I want to know what book that was. <laughs> that's got to be a good fucking book. Uh, it's called The King in Yellow. Oh. Oh. <laughs> There's like a couple of like literary folks out there that just punched the air and got super excited. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's supposed to be a book that like caused some kind of weird degeneration and oh, right. made, made people crazy and do crazy things. Okay, let's read it. So there you go. I'm fucking, I'm in. <laughs> um, I just watched the first season of True Detective. You'll, that's all you need. Same thing? All right. Kind of. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we see a young girl now. She's walking down the street. She sees a couple through a window having sex. Now that is Peeping Tom. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but it's a girl doing it, so it's okay. I've even noted on here, wow, a lot of close-ups with this movie. Because <laughs> we're once again at the ball sack taint camera angle. Yeah, and it's like male ass ball sack taint, yeah. and that's all you see. Um, the the narrator says the young girl uh, observes what looks like they are fighting, but they're not mad. <laughs> and that's how I have sex. <laughs> it looks fighting. like we're fighting, but, but I'm not mad. No one's mad. I mean, there's some fists going flying around. <laughs> But no one's actually mad. No one's mad. Then the narrator states that it is over, and the young girl observes the man removing an object from the woman, which it's his dick, but an object. Yeah, they tried to tell the story from the perspective of the young woman yeah. who is witnessing sex for the very first time. And I would say that it fails miserably at it, yeah. and racistly so. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, this is so bad. Uh, the narrator now decides to talk about the people, and that is our next clip. Jesus Christ. <laughs> The black man is a physical embodiment of male strength and beauty. The black woman is a symbolic mother of all downtrodden people. In life, the black man and the black woman each finds themselves on a perpetual turntable, going around and around, never seeming to be getting anywhere never really appreciating their own strength and beauty for each other, never really knowing the real purpose for which they were created. Until the black man reaches for his black woman and she, sensing his desires and needs as well as her own, begins to rise in response to his call. For an instance, she is defiant and rebelled showing her independence and freedom, sometimes turning her back on her man. Nonetheless, tipping carefully, she goes to her man, and when they are together, they discover each other's sensual strength and beauty. That discovery is a basis for one of the most fundamental, the most exciting and fulfilling of all human experiences, black love. And that's why I clipped that. I wasn't going to say any of that. Wow. <laughs> Holy 
clock. All right. In the time frame that this film was made in, this would seem relatively progressive. Yeah. But this entire film feels like the kind of dialogue that was in Get Out yeah. just before they tried to buy the man uh-huh. to be able to supplant his will and put their own brain in his head. Yeah. Like, all the things that they say in this film feel like it could be dialogue straight out of Get Out. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I'm extremely uncomfortable, and <laughs> I just want you to know that I would have voted for Obama for a third term. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Cinema PsyOps, a progressive show. We were very progressive. For morons. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, uh, these two people are on a rotary stage and it's spinning with the people and they're nude. And Which then, was actually the most erotic thing that they did in the film where they're getting up and they're posing and all yeah. of that kind of stuff. Like, because they're displaying their bodies and then the dialogue that he does where he's describing how um, every woman is the mother of all yeah. the downtrodden and all like, yeah. All this stuff that he's saying, like, I'm like, just shut the fuck up and, like, show me this neat little footage of them on turntables. Man. Yeah. This is cool. I, I did not need the dialogue here. <laughs> it kind of ruins The dialogue it. kind of ruins this entire fucking movie. Well, yeah, but they had to do it to, in order to get away with the stuff that they were doing because it's an educational yeah. film. Well, anyway, it turns red, they embrace, and then it cuts to a nightclub scene, a little dancing here and there, and that leads to our next clip. Thus oh, far... We have looked at black love from the point of view of black children discovering and observing adults, particularly married people, as they sought to fulfill each other's needs and desires through the sex act. Those observations showed single couples in a variety of isolated situations and circumstances. In this part of the study, black couples are observed in a small group, social and recreational environment. We observe the dancers, we see significant and comparative physiological differences in the appearances of the black couples of the group. They are all sizes. Some are tall, some are short, some are muscular, while others are fat or thick bodied. Others are slender and have small features. They have varying shades and textures of skin color ranging from extremely fair to extremely dark. They have widely different grades of hair, and they wear their hair in styles ranging from short trims and natural to straightened or processed hair. They have widely varying taste in clothes, ranging from conventional business-type suits to colorful mod fashions of mini skirts and knee-high plastic boots. We have pointed out these physiological differences found in the black couples in this comparatively small gathering to attempt to dispel the misinformation, myths, fantasies, and notions that suggest all black people are alike. These couples consented to participate in this study to show not only that there are physiological differences among black people, but also to show that there are sociological and psychological differences as well that those differences make black love different and distinct. Prior to beginning this study, we were told by people of some authority that black people were inhibited in groups, that black people made love with the lights off, that black people felt a need to be induced by liquor before showing a willingness or a desire to participate in sex acts, that some black people turned to excessive sexual cravings out of frustration and their inabilities to fulfill other basic needs. That notions of religion, morality, and social criticism so influenced a black person's attitude towards nudity and sex that they were often frustrated, depressed, 
and violence because they were unable to achieve social and physical satisfaction. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. I mean, during this, we while he's talking, uh, we have a lot of dancing, go fashion fun being had by these people. Yeah, and he's trying to like point out that how, you know, they obviously all don't look the same. No. Which is quite frankly the nineteen sixty nine equivalent of I would have voted for Obama for a third term yeah, if I could. Pretty much. <laughs> like yeah. like he's trying to show like how progressive he is by saying, You see, that's a racial Again, stereotype. He's, he's also saying he has black friends. That's how he <laughs> He's putting it. <laughs> this is so fucked up. It's really bad. Uh, while they dance, he discusses their bodies. All of a sudden, everyone's topless. Yeah, thank you, movie. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and uh, he states that all these people are also from different backgrounds and social statuses. Again, trying to be. Yeah, and they volunteered for this quote unquote study, which was just literally like they got paid to dance naked to disco. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you see some art like can't contain. They're like laughing to themselves hysterically while they're dancing topless yeah 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 uh, the first take is the take that gets used that's all that's gonna ever be then it, with a gordon lewis film then it cuts just pure nude dancing everyone's just nude uh yeah and uh you'll feel better and worse about yourself the whole way through yeah, that entire yeah, dance yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh <laughs> oh and then there's parts of you that are just looking at it going oh oh uh, oh oh, oh. Oh my! <laughs> Hello. Um. Well, uh, the narrator wants us to get into seduction, and that is our next clip. In this sequence of a study, we look at the actions and reactions of a young couple as the man tries to entice his partner into making love with him. The girl is apparently home alone when the young man comes calling. The girl goes to the record player to play some music. While she is bending over, the young man sees her panties. He is sexually aroused and wonders what she would look like without panties. The camera lets you see what he imagines. When she returns to the sofa, note how he tries to caress her legs. As they dance, still aroused, the young man imagines the girl with no clothes on. Again, the camera lets you see what he imagines. As they are dancing, the young man's imagination lingers on the youthful, curvaceous body of the young girl. His mind runs the gamut of her body. He sees her smooth, silky, brown-skinned body moving in time with the music. The dance movements emphasize for him the beautiful shape of her body. Every movement seems to suggest to him sex. This only adds to the sexual excitement building up inside him. Why does everything have to be modified with, like, the color of the skin? Why can't yeah. you just describe how beautiful she looks while dancing? And it was quite erotic to watch her dancing nude there. Yeah. But, like, the fucking narrator is ruining everything with talking about how he would have voted for Obama for, like, a third fucking term if he could. Did you ever notice how a lot of this is the man coercing the woman to having sex? Well, that's how sex works, Matt. No, women, really... women have no desire until, like, the early 90s. Yeah, that's what desire... You had to that's... work a woman into the mood just to you, you had get to it trick ready. her into it in some way shape or form like sometimes you had to dress up like her boyfriend and sneak into the mirror hallway like in revenge of the nerds in order to have sex like sometimes you just had to do that no you didn't no one ever had to do that all right that's all wrong that's rape that's a <laughs> lot of rape this is what rape is it's this is a raping well isn't coercion pretty much you know yeah like that's that's taking taking not taking no I, for I, an I would say coercion is, well coercion is it 
it's it's a type of sexual assault. I don't know if it's rape. There's a difference. Rape is rape. There's but. there's a difference from saying come on, come on. and get naked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's a huge difference. And, but. I, and I guess maybe he's not so much talking about corrosion because uh, uh, corrosion because it's not like this guy's like like saying like it's not like they are saying that this person should have sex with him or else. That's mainly corrosion. This no mainly is threat, but he, he he's he's rubbing her legs and he's doing things that he knows will get her in the mood. So I guess it's seduction. Although I just I just don't know. I think the word seduction has been bastardized a lot. I don't know what it means anymore. But usually seducing someone is to coerce them by turning them on to the point where they can't say no anymore. Not taking no for an answer to yeah. the point until they finally say yes. That's how I've always looked at seduction. There you go. And that's just when someone says that they have been seduced or that they have seduced someone. That's how I pictured it is that they basically coaxed them into it in some way, shape, or form. Is that ethical? No. No. Okay. And that is sexual assault as far yeah. as I'm concerned as well. Yeah. Like, there's there's a certain line when you know you need to stop. Yeah. Because there are certain people that will play that, oh, I don't know, I don't know, and be kind of coy, and that's kind of like a sexual play thing. Mm-hmm. But you need to know your partner before you can start going in that route. Yeah. Like, if it's your first date and someone seems kind of awkward and shy about it and you keep pressing, uh-huh. we're talking borderline to very much sexual assault there. Yeah. I, I mean, what they're displaying here is a prevailing attitude that women need to be coerced in some way, shape, or form. They need to be really revved up to even want sex with a man. Well, yeah, which is like automatically trying to make it seem like all men are sex maniacs and all women are automatically prudes and are terrified of sex and have to be or even, somehow coaxed into it. Or how about this? Even worse at a more base of it, it makes all men seem like hunters and all women seem like prey. Well, that is the prevailing attitude of the 60s for, yeah. I mean, like you just listen to the fucking quote unquote love songs from that era. Uh-huh. That's what it sounded like. Yeah. I know? mean, but holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's a little fucked to think of it that way. Yeah. I don't understand why people think that morals and things were better back then. <laughs> they weren't. It's just, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just people get to do more fucked up shit and not get in trouble for it or called out for it. Well, I mean, that's why they were the good old days. Yeah. And what's so hard about having a fucking dialogue and knowing what boundaries are, are there and what aren't and knowing ahead of time whether or not you can shove your whole fist down somebody's throat? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. You think those discussions might heighten up leading up to the moment, you know? <laughs> you said a lot of messed up stuff. Well, <laughs> well it was all things I was actually into. <laughs> Everything? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you said talk dirty to you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So she went through all that. You know, we kind of went through all what just happened there. Um, so then they finally get down to it. They start uh, fucking and he, well, before they start fucking, the narrator goes, look, he's even being helpful and unzipping her dress. Like, yeah, helpful to himself. Like, he's not really helping her at all. Yes. I, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, while they're boning, uh, mom shows up. So it's time for him to go. So see ya. She doesn't really get all that upset. Like, no. And the daughter, quote unquote daughter, is just sitting there laughing. The She's laughing. Time. Her, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what we're supposed to be watching <laughs> He's supposed there. to grab his pants and run, but the guy just kind of sits up and then like tries to grab clothes and then just walks calmly off screen. Well, he probably would sit there thinking if I, you know, is he going to get to turn this into a three-way or... I mean, that's kind of the magic this, thing right this there. This is porn, right? An, I mean, incestuous, <laughs> an incestuous three-way where you're the meat in the fucking incest sandwich? Dude, that's living the dream. Dude, you're living 30 years too early. 30 years later, man, and you're in that same position, you're 
it's turned it into a three-way. They try to make it less creepy because it's always a stepmom that walks in and says, hey, yeah, yeah. you're doing that wrong. Yeah. Let me show you how to use that loofah. L- let me... <laughs> I'm just saying, it's usually (laughs) the dialogue that I've heard. The the daughter usually goes, oh, I didn't know. I was raised with brothers. Uh (laughs) That just opened up a whole other can of incest. We're not going there. We're not going into it. So things are going to get a little bit, um, quote unquote, creepy a little bit. More so than usual. And that's our uh, our next clip. In that second section of the study... We looked at the physiological, sociological, and psychological differences of black couples in a group. We compared these differences with information we had been given before the study was undertaken. We found that the actions, attitudes, and general cooperation of the members of our study group largely disproved the information we received. Now, we will observe mature black couples participating in lovemaking under different circumstances and in different settings. In this sequence, a black couple has just returned from a night out. In fact, the dance in the sequence just passed. The man has an obvious desire for sex, but the girl seems reluctant. He tries to wear down her resistance and arouse her sexually by continually kissing and caressing her. Manages with some subtlety to get his hand under her dress, caressing her hips. After a while, he appears to have succeeded somewhat in arousing her, setting off her panties and the casual manner in which he drops them to the floor. A manifestation of his sense of conscience of her resistance. They go into the bedroom and sit on the bed both now fully participating in the kissing, fondling, and caressing. Our study of black love found that a great deal of emphasis is placed on foreplay. The conclusions, even among married couples, indicate that a period of foreplay is essential if the partners are to adequately be aroused to the point that they not only want to participate in the sex act, but that they want to help arouse and satisfy their sex partners. Attempts to try to engage in sex when one partner does not seem to want to or is not adequately aroused usually results in tension, frustration, anger, and bitterness in the aroused partner, and usually a period of alienation in the couple's relationship. Our couple here shows some important characteristics of our analysis of black love and respect of his partner's inhibition. He gently leads her into the sex act. He caresses her breath and her body as if he is examining some rare, delicate flower. This is black womanhood in all her glory. Oh, joy. Is that the scene where it's like the sex scene where it's just basically the ladies on top and she's just rubbing her cooch all over the guy's yeah. Junk or first of all, he plays a lot with her hoot nanny. There's yeah. a lot of hand action for her to get her in the mood. Yeah, but it's mostly like sort of rubbing around the outside, like he doesn't even know what he's doing. Yeah, then he then he he proceeds to get dressed and everything he's wearing was like netted. He would have had a netted shirt and netted underwear. They yeah, matched. That was kind of the style back then. Yeah, the under the undergarments that were netted like that. I've seen. 
Bees McKeever, who is um, the prop diva for MST3K, like uh-huh. all of the years of MST3K. Yeah. She has a thing where she'll post like fashion that like at its worst online on her okay. Facebook page. And one of the things that she posted was like Ben's long underwear fashion. Ugh. And they used to have like long john shirts that were netted like that and pants for men. Well, I mean, what was the point? I don't know, but that Because that would keep you warm. Long johns are supposed to keep you warm. I don't know why you would wear underclothes like that that are netted anyway and who found that erotic, but it was a thing. That's insanity. Yeah. It's a thing. It, it existed. It's fucking weird, man. <laughs> um. So, yeah, uh, so, <laughs> then it's funny. Uh, the narrator says that she gives this guy oral, but her idea of oral is she kisses his dick like twice. But apparently, he's just ready to go after that. Yeah, but he talks about like the kissing and caressing and all of yeah. that. And like, I'm looking at that going, that's just a blue ball maker. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I don't know what the hell that is. But <laughs> that's one be- of those things where you're like, oh, 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 no. What? She is, what? She is literally giving like Sunday kisses to his dick. Yeah, she's kissing his dick like I give a kiss to the top of the head of my cats. Yeah, exactly. It, it's just like she's giving grandma pets. kisses to his dick. See, now that actually comes back around to being kind of erotic. <laughs> and clip. <laughs> I mean, that's what she just did. There you go, sweetie. Does that feel good for you? There's a taffy. Enjoy it. Now make sure you don't get beyond the plastic on the couch. No, his dick is taffy. It kind of was. <laughs> oh, Christ. What the fuck is wrong with people? I don't know, but that's not how blowjobs work. No, that's not how. If you think that's how blowjobs work, you you need to you need to watch some other videos. <laughs> I have a few recommendations for yeah. you. This is where she just gets on top, and uh, in the narrator states, he still shows affection, even though he hasn't entered her yet by caressing her body. So she's just like grinding on top of him, but he's not actually entered her yet. Uh, there's um some kind of a technique that it's almost like uh, the rubbing of the shaft with the clitoris together yeah. where they, they go together. Well, I mean, I still it's like It's like no clothes dry humping, essentially, is what they're doing yeah. there. And I still can't believe this guy isn't hard after that fantastic blowjob he was just giving of blood. I mean, she gave him, she gave his dick butterfly kisses. <laughs> that might actually work, though. <laughs> It might actually be kind of awesome. It didn't work for him. I don't know. (laughs) She's literally just like blowing around the outside of it. Like like it's a hot dish she's trying to cool off. She's going to give it some Eskimo kisses. She's going to rub her nose on it. Again, that might actually kind of work. If you do it right. She's got a strong nose. Sure. (laughs) <laughs> it's so awkward watching oh, it's this. So fucking weird, dude. Yeah. Um. Okay. So uh, then uh, the narrator talks about how couples like to change positions a lot, or to switch up body pressure, like if somebody's on the bottom, uh, to help with penetration and for excitement. <laughs> uh, the dude finally gets hard, so now it's time to plow. Cut to a married couple, and that ends up being our final clip of Black Love. We observe a married couple late one evening in their home. The woman is busy sewing. The husband has fallen asleep after an obviously long, hard day at work and a hearty dinner. It is late. The wife tries to wake him to go to bed. He is in a deep sleep and apparently dreaming some pleasant dream and therefore he resists her effort. The wife finally wakes him and she goes off to the bathroom to prepare for bed. The husband rises, stretches, and in a typical masculine manner, caresses his sex organ. 
sleep and dreams have a way of arousing and stimulating sexual desire, which can have a lingering effect. Finally, the husband goes off to bed. As he sits on the bed, his wife comes out of the bathroom in her nightgown, putting her hair up in rollers. The sight of his wife further stimulates the husband's desire for sex. He begins to caress her legs. At first, she seems reluctant, but gradually, she begins to accommodate her husband. They undress and get onto the bed. The wife, now obviously aroused too, begins to caress and kiss her husband's penis. She sucks his penis to help him achieve a quick erection. Many black people feel the wife or female sex partner should be willing to do anything to help her husband or sex partner become sufficiently aroused and to please him otherwise. And that the husband or male sex partner should not only be willing to do anything to please and satisfy his wife or sex partner, but that they should also reciprocate each other's actions. Reciprocating the sex partner's actions and efforts, they say, show mutual respect, affection, trust, and the mutual desire to please each other. The refusal or reluctance to reciprocate, they say, causes doubt, mistrust, fear of overexposing one's sexual permissiveness, and frustration. Partners who demonstrate such inhibitions often find it difficult to get their sex partners to participate in any form of sexual activity after such an experience. These acts of oral copulation by sex partners are an important part of the foreplay which precedes the sex act. Oh boy. So this is the scene with the bad yeah. blowjob. Let's that, talk that, about a few things. Number one, um, and first and foremost, uh, it's a masculine to grab your sex organ after you wake up from a nap. Masculine, he caresses his sex organ. Okay. Yeah, I just thought that was fucking weird. But anyway, let's usually let's, if you have like a if you have like a morning wood thing that happens. Yeah, like I mean you really adjust yourself. But man, he really put it the creepiest way possible. Well, you got to look at the time frame that this movie was shot yeah. in when a man grabbing his crotch was just seen as a power move yeah right yeah uh well okay let's get to the blowjob here um i i <laughs> that's a lot of fucking teeth that's like all teeth that's and all no teeth. lips no yeah. lips all teeth that looked like it fucking hurt a lot yeah no thank you ouch oh it's like is this the first time that this lady has ever put a cock in her mouth <laughs> i think so it sure looks like it oh my god yeah that's a lot of teeth and i'm sure it's dry as shit too oh yeah yeah oh. it was a lot of scraping back and forth oh god ow yeah just watch it i was like oh no don't let her do that to you <laughs> stop this now like a little teeth every now and then is okay yeah that's but, not bad but, but that was an excessive amount of teeth dude that wasn't just a little but that was all teeth. That wasn't just a lot of teeth. It was all teeth all the time. <laughs> it looked like she was trying to rip the outer layer of flesh off of his penis with her teeth. It's like you, you like do the sausage special at breakfast. Go on. <laughs> I mean, she's just shoving them in her mouth. Yes, but with teeth and chewing oh. on the way down. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we know with like what she would do with a tootsie pop. She <laughs> she would not lick that thing or, or suck on it. She would just bite right into it. <laughs> She'd be at the set. 
center in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, anyway, um, uh, they uh, state uh, the narrator states that you can never underestimate foreplay as a study of husbands was done, and the husbands all say foreplay is very important. Uh, yeah, this is true. Um, uh, the dude uh, then goes ahead and he dines at a taco stand, and then we get some '69 action, and uh, she's still all teeth all the time, and I don't know where he's quite. You know, I know he's trying to go for the clitoris, but he he's not getting in there at his angle or at his pressure. So no one's getting anything out of the 69. It is literally worthless. <laughs> it's just kind of sad and depressing. And it's like the Dead Kennedys wrote a song about it called Too Drunk to Fuck. <laughs> I mean, it just looked horrific. That 69 might have been the worst looking sexual thing ever I put on film. Oh, I don't know. I've seen worse. Ugh, well, maybe. Um, <laughs> How about for that time frame? Uh, In this film, it's certainly the worst thing ever. If this was all you knew of oral sex was seeing this segment of the film, it would put you off oral sex for a while. If if, like, can you imagine if somebody's like, like somebody was like, I'm, you know, they're going to learn how to give a blowjob and then they watch that. (laughs) They go to practice on their partner, their partner. Holy shit. What are you doing? Yeah. It's basically (laughs) blowjobs by Chatterbox from fucking Hellraiser. (laughs) Right. Oh, fuck. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. That feel good? <laughs> Don't worry, I'll make it so dry for you. <laughs> we have such bad oral to give to you. <laughs> That's basically uh, what was happening. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, then uh, finally, somehow this dude gets an erection, and it's time for a trip to Bone Town, uh, which significantly her vagina has more teeth action than the rest yeah. of her. Uh, they actually do a position change into some cowgirl action, uh, and now it's time. He bends her over from what we like to call doggy style, but he just calls dog fashion. The narrator literally called it dog fashion. He says it's more for a psychological turn on than a physical turn. Not. Bullshit. It yeah. puts you right on the fucking G-spot. This film literally knows nothing about sex, except for that, yes, you can't have sex by sticking an erect penis into a vagina. Oh, you can? Yeah, that is sex. Awesome. Alright. <laughs> and apparently all blowjobs should be teethy. Clever. <laughs> Seriously, though, <laughs> whenever they did the whole like dog fashion thing, and he's like, it's more for psychological than anything. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm That's... pretty sure that the ladies enjoy that a little bit more because it pushes right down on top of the G spot. Uh, if you did like a a, a a survey of 100 women, I'm almost willing to bet 95% of it would come back that doggy's their favorite. Or reverse cowgirl where yeah. they're in control yeah, of yeah. it. Yeah, it would be one of those two. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let's Lady, do it. Let's do, do we a have survey. 100 ladies? <laughs> Let's do a survey of the one women <laughs> yeah. that listen to this show. You let us know what's going on. <laughs> we go uh, back to some more uncomfortable oral. The, or as I put it in my notes, now it's back to the most uncomfortable oral I have ever seen. <laughs> Chatterbox blowjob, man. After some more watching that, we roll credits on Black Love. Oh, thank fuck.
All right, we gave this film a lot of shit because it was really uncomfortable to watch with modern eyes, but as we were kind of discussing for the time frame that it was shot in, this was a lot more sensitive to racial disparaging. This is a lot like more, that. this is very progressive for its time. But it's like one of those like trying too hard to be progressive for its time where yeah. it comes back around to like get out stage of liberal racisms. How about, how about this? It's very progressive, but it's shit at actual sex talk. Yeah, there's just a whole bunch None of stuff of that's wrong. None of the sex advice or knowledge presented was very factual at all. Well, that's what early sexploitation hygiene films really were. The white coat type of shit that we're talking about is a good example of how it really doesn't teach you anything other than trying to scare you away from sex with toothy blowjobs and taint shots. Yeah, right? Yeah. And uh, I'm, a little, I'm nervous about having sex now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would be the only like third time you've done it. Ugh, I've never had sex. <laughs> Not like they had in this film. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> it was actually enjoyable for your sake, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's uh, take another break here. We'll right. play a promo for another podcast. We'll have a little bit of music befitting of these porn flicks. And when we come back, we will cover Ecstasies of Women. Hey, Paul. Do you like drinking beer, watching shitty movies, and listening to rockabilly music? Actually, no, I don't. Well, that's great, because neither do I. Are you going to tell people about our podcast? I guess. You see, Paul, our podcast is about two guys who don't really know each other and decided to do a podcast together. Yes, I know. What's your point? Well, actually, that's the show I started with my original co-host, Kristen. But she doesn't talk to me anymore. I think I know why. So should we tell people about our show? I mean, I guess. Well, the first half of the show, we usually talk about current events and things going on in our lives. We have lives? Well, I guess you do. But on the second half of the show, we do our nerdy news, which is usually talking about superhero movies, TV shows, and cartoons. Wait, this is a commercial, isn't it? Yup, it is. And we like to have the nice people out there. Check out twostrangersonepodcast.net. We're available on iTunes, the Stitcher app for Android devices, SoundCloud, and on the Google Play Store. So are you going to mention my other show, the Tsunami Table Podcast? No time for that, Paul. Actually, the show gets more listeners than this one does. Well, that's great. Let's get our numbers up and check out Two Strangers, One Podcast. Peace of shit. Don't be a stranger. Peace. Bye. going on and all of that stuff. 
Well, no more enjoying black love. We have to move on to white bread drunk assholes Wait. being boring. Wait, we were we were enjoying sex. that? <laughs> as close as you can enjoy a film like that, I suppose. Jeez. Oh, nice. You know what it's time to enjoy now though, Matt? What's that? This trailer. Oh hi, my name is Harry. Glad you could drop in. This is uh Sandy. Oh yeah, Sandy. That's it, Sandy. Uh excuse me a minute, will you folks? You see, this is why I invited you. This is what it's all about. The ecstasies of women. If you're an admirer of women the way I am, you know that every woman's body is loaded, crammed, bursting with passion. Isn't that right, Sandy? I'm not Sandy. I'm Philomena. Let me have that big hunk of manhood, lover. Would you believe that she's only 15 years old? Why, I've got a bottle of scotch that's older than she is. She has a tighter cork, too. She's smoother. No morning aftertaste. But, oh, what a hangover. Excuse me. like Philomena go off like alarm clocks. That's the wonderful thing about the ecstasies of women. Every girl is a new experience. It's like playing night baseball with a new team every night. Right, Philomena? It's a net, Jerko. Shut up and keep hitting those home runs. But I'm pitching. And I'm catching. Let's have that knuckleball. When a professional lovemaker like Harry decides to get married and the boys give him a stag party the night before, better keep away from those topless waitresses. They're dynamite. Harry owns a car and a boat. And, yep, that too. Why should Harry get married when he's sitting on top of the world? So when a sweet and beautiful girl named Summer drops this problem in his lap, Wow, it's a long, hot summer. The way I feel, it's suddenly last summer. <laughs> going, I may break the record for the most pitches, especially those high, hard ones. Will Harry get married tomorrow? If he does, will he have enough left to walk down the aisle? And if he does, will the wedding night be a no-hit game? The Ecstasies of Women. See what you're missing and what you can do about it. Any red-blooded man will agree. Don't knock it if you haven't tried it. Nothing can beat 
The Ecstasies of Women. All right, this is a little more run-of-the-mill kind yeah. of uh, Herschel Gordon-Lewis type flick. Yeah. Um, it feels a little less uh, greasy, although it gets a little greasy in spots. It gets a little greasy, and this will be a fairly short review. <laughs> yeah, I, there's not a whole fuckload of stuff no. to talk about, so yeah. that's why I paired the two together. Well, we start with The Ecstasies of Women here. Uh, we're at the All-Star Topless Review. Uh, we uh, have some very nice topless dancing. Uh, every woman in this place is topless, so. Thank you, movie. Thank you, movie. Um, a topless waitress uh, takes the order of the our four dudes who are at a stag party, and that is our first clip. Oh, the doomed man and his executioners. Oh. Ready for another round? Listen, don't try to get a stone, baby. Don't worry. When the time comes, we'll call. I got to walk down the aisle tomorrow, not roll like a bowling ball. <laughs> I wouldn't get you stoned for anything in the world, darling. The thought of you falling asleep on your wedding night frightens me. <laughs> or does it? Doll, you say that like it might have happened to you once. Did it? <laughs> Are you kidding? I gotta be kidding. Baby, what you ain't got... You don't need. I am very happy to see that you are still a connoisseur of female anatomy. Because one of my favorite occupations happens to be drinking to the corpus delicious. Gentlemen, baby, here's to your bod. <laughs> You're a dream. If you want me, just sigh. <laughs> and she's got you guys sighing already. <laughs> and look at those chicks swinging it. They must have ball bearings for bone joints. Yeah, well, you take a long, hard look, Harry. Because after tomorrow, it's over you just memories. And have I got memories. Boy, when I think of the good old days, oh, to think tomorrow ends it all. Has, uh, has Trudy said anything about you giving up your job, going out on your own? Well, she's mentioned it, but she hadn't pushed it. I, uh, I think she's going to push it like a steamroller. Because no woman is going to dig her husband walking through a lingerie shop. Come on. Well, you may be right, and I wouldn't be surprised. But it's my living, and I do pretty well at it. Face it, Harry, old boy. That uh, love nest of a boat you got, and you on the road all the time, including mine can run wild. You and Trudy going to live on the boat? Well, we haven't really gone into it. Uh, I discussed it with Trudy once. And she said, uh, we have plenty of time to think about that. I'm sure we'll try it for a while. Don't get me wrong, it's a beautiful boat. But how many people really dig living on one? Well, we gotta live on it for a while. Then, if she doesn't like the water, I'll have to sell it. But many beautiful memories will go with it. <laughs> ah, memories. Beautiful and that is extremely typical dialogue for Herschel Gordon Lewis, basically blathering on, and it feels kind of dull. But yeah, there's little things linked in there and some story that's being told. They have a few jokes that don't quite hit for me here, but <laughs> right. they have no jokes to hit for me here. <laughs> yeah. um, well, the the joke stuff is actually coming up a little bit later that I actually found kind of funny. All right. Well, anyway, um, I noted that. I go, like, should there be way more communication between the soon-to-be-married couple? They have no idea what they're going to do to live. Is he supposed to quit his job? Uh, a lot of a lot of shit in the air for me getting married, you know, the next day. Yeah. That, like, it's Just saying. It's already not looking good. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, we do a Wayne's World flashback. And homeboy, uh, he walks up to a lady, and they're in a bar, and they talk about life, and they drink, and drink and continue to drink. This is all very healthy. Um, 
<laughs> Here we see the white bread <laughs> yeah. world of drinking your feelings away was... is a prelude to sexual feelings. <laughs> the man must keep drinking so he doesn't feel feelings, while the woman drinks to try to make the man open up about his feelings. The woman continues to drink until she is so obliterated she doesn't care if his penis goes in her or not. The man continues to drink so he doesn't care if he's pushing rope or not. <laughs> when he drinks that much, he will in fact be pushing rope. Yes. Um, well, anyway, they're talking. Uh, she moved. She came out there for a vacation, tried to become a model. Uh, they talk about the skin pics and all that. And uh, he talks about how he's actually from Intercourse PA, which is right next to Paradise PA. Is true? Is this real? Yes. Yeah. But I found it funny because they start talking about actual names of cities. Yeah. And they have some kind of sexual overtones to them. Uh-huh. And everybody in the film is from some type of town somewhere that has a sexual overtone to it. Yeah. And I found that funny. Yeah, that's actually, that's that's pretty, that's smart. But that's not something like, that's not the lies they're saying about the bachelor party or anything. So No, no. But yeah. that, like I said, there's a few things in the film that I found funny. And that was I gotcha. some of the main yeah, stuff. Yeah, that I was kind of cool. Um, they then go, of course, for a drive around the beach. It, when he says he's had a great night with her, it's the middle of the day. Anyway, uh, it's the middle of the day. And they go for a drunk driving row uh, around the beach. In it, our, it was the 60s, man. It's fine. Yeah, at our next clip. You know, Annette, the boys think I'm crazy because I like to drive along the beach for hours or just sit and watch the surf. But I find it very relaxing. I don't think it's crazy. It shows that you do have a serious side. Maybe they prefer that you tell jokes. I guess when a bunch of men get together, they just don't want to be serious. I think you hit it on the head. I enjoy a good laugh, and I think everybody should. But I also want to be serious, and I really enjoy being with someone who feels the same way. I think that's why I've enjoyed myself so much tonight. Annette, you're a sweet girl. <laughs> I wonder how many times you've heard that. I'd be lying if I said I never did, but I enjoy hearing it from you. Uh, it's it's still a big deal. What? Driving drunk. Not in the 60s. Yeah, but dude, come on, just because it's, I mean, it's a big deal. Yes, it's wrong now, but back then, they just ha-ha, hoo-hoo, it was they still wrong back then. They just overlooked it. Society-wise, if you got pulled over and were hammered, the cops would make a bunch of jokes about it, they'd laugh at you, and then they'd send you right back on your way. Like Otis Town Drunk Mayberry type thing? Yeah, you were yeah. just a sad, pathetic piece of shit who drank and drive. That wasn't a big deal back then to anybody. Buddy. Fuck. It wasn't until a bunch of mothers got mad about their babies being run over by drunk drivers <laughs> that it became socially stigmatized to kill people while driving drunk. <laughs> Otherwise, you were just a lousy fucking loser piece of You're shit. Just that a lousy could driver. Laugh at. Yeah, that everybody could just laugh at. Exactly. It's fucked up shit, man. <laughs> anyway, they make out and then head to the houseboat. Uh, she doesn't want to wrinkle her dress, so she goes to put on uh, some lingerie samples. She doesn't want to wrinkle her dress because he is pawing at her like yeah. he owns her. Yes. And she wants to at least save her dress from his sexual assault. <laughs> God, I've never heard something more accurately put. Uh, 
But uh, anyway, uh, he strips down to his tiny whiteies, and uh, she comes out in a nice little pink number. And I thought, wow, she's wearing some really white panties underneath that see-through pink chiffon stuff. Yeah. No, she's just that fucking pale in that area that her tan lines are. I mean, every woman in this film's pretty pale. No, no, like she's tanned as fuck, except for that section. Oh, yeah. Where her bikini bottoms were, which are super pale to the point where I thought that was white underwear. (laughs) So anyway, uh, and then after a while, we let them fuck. Um, Okay. It's the weirdest lovemaking ever. At one point, they are laid side by side with almost like, you know, like when you see those like old movies, like at a school dance and the nun's there and she has the ruler and she's like, you have to be that far apart from one another when you're dancing. Yeah. And the they have to go wakes, arms extended, that type of shit. Yeah. That's what their lovemaking was at one point. They were both moaning and neither one was barely touching one another except for like their arms. The worst part about this is the lady would lay down like all the sex scenes with this guy because yeah. it's all the same actor. Yeah. The lady would lay down. Her beautiful body would be on display for just a few moments and we would all get to really, really enjoy it. And then his giant pimply ass would just come in and block everything that you're able to see. Yes. And then you see nothing but his giant pimply ass and all the ingrown hairs up and down his fucking leg. No. The Blu-ray of this made it that much worse. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was painful, Matt. Now, if you guys want to know why this is going to be a very short review, every sex scene was the same as what we just went over. Yeah, it's it exactly does, the, the same. The only thing that changes is the woman. Yeah, so from Everything here on out... else is the same. From here on out, we will critique <laughs> only <laughs> up to that point and yeah. then say, and then the same sex and, scene happens again. And then we'll throw some praise onto the woman being nude, and then we'll go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we could just wrap it up here, then. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jesus. Um, anyway, uh, well, we're back to now the present time, and that's our next clip. This is a drink commonly served in Pakistan. <laughs> I saw no reason why I couldn't have one here in Hollywood. Uh, you're a mental case. Hello? Yeah. Uh-huh. How are you? Hello? You know something? Trudy has got you on cloud nine. He's been a million miles away. Not Trudy, Fred. Flowers. Annette Flowers. And a more beautiful flower have I never met in my life. All of a sudden, he's a gardener. Boy, could that girl put out heat waves. Nothing wrong with that one's heat waves, either. Oh, I'll drink to that. Yeah. Oh, my. Hello, boy. Ready for another depth bomb? (laughs) Right you are, pussycat. Let's have another round. The name's Kitty Fred, not pussycat. No offense. Don't make waves. I'm <laughs> just pushing your leg. Okay. Oh, listen. What are the chances of getting the young dancer chick to come down and sit with us after a number? Kind of liven up the party for us. Well, I'd have to ask the boss. But I think he'd probably go along with it, seeing as how your friend's getting married tomorrow. I'll go see. Groovy. You're a good sport. That's the story of my life. Good sport, Kitty. <laughs> you haven't invited me. Oh, uh, hey, man. The drinks have to be ordered in secret. You could use uh, some kind of code. <laughs> well, kidding me, have a little little thing going. Oh, yes. But uh, you wouldn't be interested in that because uh, tomorrow's your big day. Now wait. Right. And mine is every night. <laughs> Gene, Gene, don't make any dates for tonight. This is Fred's night. And you stick with him right to the bitter end. I'm Fred. He's Harry. Okay. 
This is Harry's night. Harry's night. And we stick with him to the bitter end. You got it. We are gentlemen in the presence of an awesome event. A gentleman knight is stabling his horse and retiring himself from the field of battle. And we must maintain the quorum of the round table until the bitter end. Right? Here, 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 Fred. Fred, you make it sound as if chase and the conquest of mm. beautiful maidens, some kind of noble avocation. Yeah. Well, isn't it really? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, not as hard as working for a living, <laughs> but uh, it has its perils. Oh, what? What? Oh, I want to tell you about disastrous experiences. Well, I've had some awfully delightful experiences, too, come to think of it. But now, wait a minute, no, wait a minute. Ha- old Harry here is ready to get married, right? He's going to do it. But me? Mm-hmm. I got a lot of wild oats I'm going to sow. And I'd sure as hell rather sow them before I got married than after. You know. Makes a good a, boy. Yeah. Not round table no. My friends will introduce themselves. Oh. Boys, this is summer friends. Oh. Oh. Mm. What can I get you? I'm in love. A tall Tom Collins. I simply have to come off. I am Gene. Gene. And that is Fred. Hooray. And Ted. And this here is our guest of honor, good old Harry. Right here. Please meet you. I'm so tickled to meet you. Honest, I can't tell you. It's just, you're great. There's nothing I like better than a properly tickled girl. <laughs> properly tickled. Mm. Tickled. Yeah. No, but that is a very strange name. Mm, it's but unusual. Right. Uh, how did you choose it? Silly, I didn't. My daddy did. See, I have two sisters. One is named Autumn, the other is Winter. Frenzy is a family name. How wild. What happened to Spring? <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, was your daddy on a vacation? Uh, you're cute, Jim. Daddy never had a vacation. Awesome. I have one brother, too. His name's Strange. Hmm, I'll bet it is. Probably. What, uh, what is his name? You're the most. That's it. Strange. Strange. Frenzy. Uh-huh. Strange. Strange. Frenzy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I bet your father was a teeny bit confused when your brother was born. <laughs> I'll bet he was. Not really. He sort of planned another girl, and he was really surprised when Mom had a boy. But he saw nothing strange about strange. Uh, no, of course not. That's, That's cool. cool. Yeah. Here you are, honey. Aren't they sweet fellows? <laughs> oh, they are nice, Kitty. And they have a wonderful sense of humor. <laughs> I think your dad had a wonderful sense of humor. Uh, he sounds very much like a perfume manufacturer to me. Yeah. Uh, wh- what does he do for a living? Daddy's a honey dipper. A uh, honey dipper? A honey dipper? What's a honey dipper? What the hell is a honey dipper, honey? <laughs> Wait, see, I'm from Climax. This is not a sex education course. We're all from the same place, really. Yeah. Really? Right. I think being from Climax is wonderful. Okay. I know how Climax. it sounded, but that really, it's not the way I meant it. I'm from Climax, Arizona. Arizona oh. State. That's, that's the town where I was born. Oh. You see, it's a farming area. Daddy's the honey dipper. There's still outdoor plumbing in some areas. And he, um, they don't have yet those 
indoor things, he services those outdoor water closets. May I have a cigarette? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> lost again, fellas. Thank you. This is one of the most wonderful experiences I've ever had in my life. I wouldn't trade it for anything. <laughs> That's a nice compliment. You're sweet, Harry. You mean to tell me he's gonna trade all of this for no chance? Everybody to his own bag. Separate strokes for separate folks. All right. Don't talk about her like that. Did I just hear a derogatory term towards homosexuals there at the end of that clip? That might have been. I don't know. Like derogatory so did you just set terms. the did you just set the recorder and just walk away from this clip? No, no, no. I felt like everything actually like kind of zoomed in with this clip about meeting that girl who becomes someone important throughout the the flick and all that shit. Yeah. And they talk about kind of like their past. Also, yeah. really wanted to talk about the most important part of this clip when the waitress is giving him hell. She's like, "I'm just pushing your leg." So that just pulling your leg? Uh, it's a flub line. There's a lot of yeah. flub lines that people just move on. All right. People just move on. Gotcha. Yeah, like during the introductions, one of the characters introduces somebody as his own character name, and uh, everybody laughs about it after yeah. they correct him, and uh, I think yeah. that might have been that clip. Yeah, it was it that clip? Because yeah. they don't know. No, it's Harry's big night. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Were uh, they actually drunk while doing this, do you think? No. Nobody that's actually drunk acts like that. That's just people pretending to be drunk that yeah. aren't drunk. Yeah, no one actually talks like how that guy... By the way... They keep talking also about how it's so early in the night. Man, they are all fucking bombed already. Yeah, it's supposed to be a fucking bachelor party. Yeah, that's or way too early to be bombed. Whatever. Maybe, but, you know, it is what it is. All right, well, we do another little Wayne's World flashback. And we are now at the beach. And a woman walks up to uh, our main man here while he's kind of getting a suntan. And she wants uh, the paper he has right next to him, the newspaper. Oh, and also his dick. She was in Russ Meyer's Vixen. Oh. She played, I think her character's name was Janet. Janet King, I think. Mm. Um, I kind of fell in love with her in Vixen, so that's why I recognized her. <laughs> well, they they instantly go back to his place and let them fuck. Um, in geez. this case, she's the one that asked to take a shower first. Yeah. Because the other lady, he's like, you could go back, take a shower, or whatever. And she just wanted, Yeah, because she just wanted to, you know, make sure that he didn't paw her dress to death while yeah. he was pawing her to death. This girl is the aggressor in this scenario. Yes. And she basically walks back there saying that she needs to take a shower because she was at the beach. Yeah. She showers and is back out with her hair dry within minutes. Yes. And he's once again on the bed in the tidy whities Yep. And it's the same fucking sex scene we just described. Only, my God, this girl is so gorgeous. She is. Uh, she, she's, she's the looker. Oh, my God. This is uh, not a lie. Yeah, and it's this scene when his ass pops up, and it's the same fucking ingrown hairs and zit-covered ass in your face, yeah, blocking all that is beautiful. That I got extremely upset at this movie. Yeah, he, we could have done maybe some girl on top action. Might have been better for everyone involved. Crystal Gordon Lewis doesn't have time to shoot stuff you want to see. <laughs> He's too busy moving on to the next shot. Um, and then uh, as she after done, she's leaving, and he wants to know when he'll see her again. And she kind of's like, "You're not, you know, I'm leaving. And, you know, we had our fun, and now I'm gone." And she leaves. I imagine Bye. that that's pretty much how sex with this particular woman goes for everybody else. Yeah, they fall in love, and she's just leaving them behind, crying. Uh huh. Yeah, she's a heartbreaker. Yeah. If only my heart could be broken like that, <laughs> just once. Court be sitting there. 
brother. I got used. I've, I've been, been used. used. <laughs> uh, Did you just make an American Pie reference? Yes. At least it's not to the most rapey part of that whole entire movie. Uh, which is that? The start or the end? Ooh. Wait. What was happening in the start? The entire film, dude. Oh. <laughs> I gotcha. I thought, oh, you mean, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that whole entire Oof. Anyway, uh, so we're back to the present, and they promise Summer that they won't leave as she has to go back up and dance some more. Uh, she leaves, and that leads to our next clip. Little Summer's right. Now, this chick's been throwing herself at you for ten minutes like some kind of concubine. What do you do? You sit there like a smiling sphinx. So what do you, you got Trudy on your mind? What's bothering you? No, boys. It's not Trudy. Just say I got something on my mind. Well, that ain't trouble, baby. You're smiling. What's going on up there, anyway? Well, I've just been thinking about some of the most beautiful experiences of my life. Okay. And I got to say that tonight is really one of them. You guys are terrific. Of course. Well, thank you very much. But it really doesn't do us a hell of a lot of good. Because we sit here pitching this lady like mad... And she drools all over him. Don't blame me. It's just my uh, animal magnetism and summer's frenzy. Oh, boy. Look, just make sure I'm around when that animal's magnetism is turned on. Uh, okay. Oops. In order to celebrate the occasion, the management would like to buy you gentlemen this round of drinks. Well, tell me. Uh, that's why. In all sincerity is for real is she her name really for real as far as we know that's her name summer frenzy and from what i understand it's appropriate <laughs> you can say she really is summer frenzy in more ways than one the name is uh then kind of appropriate <laughs> you get the point exactly from what i understand she is uh... wow wow mm-hmm. okay you may be right mm-hmm. kitty but I haven't seen any dynamite yet. Is she hiding it? Oh, she comes on slow. <laughs> Wait till she's had a few drinks. The boss has a hard time slowing her down. She seems to think that this joint is her private <laughs> bedroom. <laughs> well, tonight promises to be a good one. Right. <laughs> oh, yes. Drink to that if you uh, I will. There you go. Here's to Summer Frenzy. Summer frenzy. And all, all the other frenzies, wherever they might be. Wherever they may be. Skull and Nosdrovia and all that. See what I'm saying? Like, people who are drunk do not act like this. These are people who don't know how to act acting drunk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They never kind of make noises like that. Well, anyway, we go do another flashback, and my man's driving his car, and he pretty much gets carjacked by a very attractive young lady. Uh, she tells him that uh, she's 20 and all grown up, so, you know, we're all cool there. Um, and- <laughs> uh, yeah, did you hear the trailer? Yeah. Not that cool. Not that cool. It's listen, we're gonna get in some really weird, creepy territory, all right? So if you haven't been able to handle the pretty much the beginning of this show or all the way up to this point, just fucking turn it off now because this is gonna get real fucking creepy real fucking quick with this girl all right and in the trailer they just flat out tell you she's 15 the whole time oh, yeah yeah okay it's gonna get creepy so let's strap <laughs> in folks um, aka this is when matt started really enjoying the film oh dude no oh <laughs> ew no i can't no that's gross rip the baby 
out of the womb of the mother. Yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, they stop at a lookout point, and that is our next clip. Never in my life has a beautiful dream like you just popped into my car. I've seen it in car rental commercials, but it's never happened to me. I acted on the spur of the moment. I had to do something, and I did it. Let's not talk about why I did it. Not now. Have it your own way. You can tell me your name, can't you? Philomena. Everyone calls me Phil. Hi, Phil. I'm Harry. You're a very pretty girl, Phil. I feel very flattered. <sighs> you men have the corniest lines. Try to be different. I'm trying to be honest, Phil, not different. You may not want to talk about it, but it might help. Um, if you tell me why you selected me. I didn't give it a thought. I saw you there and I walked right up. I just had to do something. Are you in some kind of trouble, Phil? What the hell did I run into? A charitable organization or something? Look, I don't want any help. Look, Phil, let's understand each other. You may be in trouble and that's your business, but I don't want to get into trouble. You make trying to help sound like a crime. If you're mad at the world, great. But just don't take it out on me. I'm sorry, Harry. You're right. I do have loads on my mind. But I don't want to talk about that now. Can't we have a little peace? Contentment? Without even trying, Phil. Without even trying. Your skin is as soft as a baby's behind. We're back to that stuff again? Do you have a fetish about babies? No, no. I'm talking about a beautiful girl with a beautiful complexion. It's a compliment when I say your skin doesn't look as though it's been around for 20 years. Would it make you feel any better if I told you I just got out of a juvenile detention home? Make me feel better? Are you kidding? I'd run like hell. There are a lot of things I need, but a statutory charge is not one of them. I better take you home now. Boy, did that get you going. Don't worry. I'm only kidding. I wouldn't miss that reaction for the world. Come on now. There, that's better. Ooh, you're the cuddling type. Mmm, I like it. Don't scare me like that, Phil. Saying something like that is like throwing a man in a tub of cold water. Who needs that? Oh. So she cops to being underage, and but then she says she's just kidding. But then only because he says he'd run away, and she's looking for a warm place to sleep that night. Yeah, I guess I don't, I don't know. know. Oh, okay, well anyway, let him fuck. Um, and they do. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the actress herself is clearly not fifteen. No, no, clearly so, not. So it's okay to enjoy the actress herself. <laughs> yes, and the actress herself is beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Until the pimply fucking ingrown <laughs> hair. And there you go. Monstrosity pops in front of you again. Uh, well, we're back to the present after that. And that leads to our final clip. You surprise me more every minute. Are you really finished for the night? Uh-huh. And I don't want to go home. And I don't want to stay here either. Any good ideas? Baby, ideas I ain't got, I can always get. What about your friends? Well, we're going to have to stay here for a while. They're giving a party for me. Wouldn't you rather the party with a girl than the three men? Any time, day or night. Good. What'd you suggest? Well, uh, don't worry about it. I'll talk to them uh, about this little thing, and I'm sure they'll understand. I have a deep and darkening suspicion that you two are <laughs> plotting something. Is there? There's a conspiracy. Ow! Conspiracy going on here. 
We do have conspiracy, but it's ours. Oh. You three just go on with your private little stag party. That's oh. a bummer. <laughs> I'll be off in half an hour. Is there any room at this party for Oh, thou is not tired or old, and thou dost not look either. Uh, and you can park your car in my garage any time. It's a proposition I've had all day. <laughs> and believe me, I've had some. But honestly, 30 minutes more and we can really swing. Well, that's just great. Now, what's Fred and I gonna... We can always be lookouts. Yeah. Do you still have that pour right in your trunk? Listen, boys, listen. I'll get some girls to join us. Don't worry. That sounds nice. Farewell, stag party. Welcome, orgy. Oh. <laughs> I'm not promising you an orgy. But the girls are swingers. What gives, we'll give. It's all up to you. Well, I look forward... To the orgy and the hell with a stag party. They're for the birds anyway. Birds. Uh, you know, she has dropped out of the sky like a veritable angel and brought us a whole basket full of goodies. I recommend that we drink to her. Right. How are you? Here's to Kitty, queen of all the stag parties. <laughs> queen of May long be her reign. Oh, okay. And snow and lightning. <laughs> and You're lifted by morale. Oh, if you need me call, but I've got some other tables to work on now. Okay, bye. Bye. Be right back. You'll be a good boy. Oh, I'll be good. But don't take too long. Looks like it's going to be a good one tonight. It's a little early. It's a little early now, but tonight looks very promising. It sure as hell does, boy. But you know something? We gotta act fast because those chicks are gonna be back here like that, and we're, what are we gonna do? Sit around here until closing? Oh no, no, that's that's out, that's out. It's a long time till closing, and we got a big day tomorrow. There's gonna be a lot of drinking after the wedding, so we shouldn't must ought to do, overdo it tonight. Right. Seems right. Even without the big day tomorrow, there's no point in getting loaded. Let's go over to my boat. I got plenty of booze and music and everything. Without any further consideration, I think we ought to. Adjourn to the floating brothel without delay. Right. Count me in. Right, uh, who's going to make the suggestions to the broads? Yeah. You can't just walk up and say, let's go to Harry's floating ballroom. I got an idea. I'll talk to Summer on the sign. She'll talk to the other girls and get them to agree to it. That's always the best way to handle this. Good idea. Well, a guy makes a suggestion like that to a broad and she gets all salty right off the bat. But another gal makes a suggestion, it's all in fun, she'll buy it. What are you worried about? You're you're already set up with Skinny. It's Fred and yours truly here that have to do the work. Mm. Oh, we'll wind up with a couple of village pigs or each other. Look, when Kitty comes back with the drinks, I'll have a chance to talk to Summer. And you guys will have a chance to check out your girls. Harry, this would be one hell of a night for old Trudy to drop in. Eh, forget it. She and her mother will be busy with the arrangements for tomorrow. But, Harry, if she did, <laughs> then the doo-doo would hit the fan. <laughs> and not only the fan, but eight little fans. Oh, just forget it. Cool it. Harry, you sound like you don't give a damn. I don't. Not tonight. Tomorrow. Tomorrow's another night. <laughs> right. Tomorrow's another night. Wow.
Yeah. So nothing like, I guess, cheating on your wife-to-be and you're, you know, having an orgy with all your groomsmen. Okay. I guess that's how that goes in the 60s. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, there's that, and then also he specifically is using the fact that that one lady's hot for him to make her convince the other <laughs> girls to come along to sleep with his not-as-attractive friends. Yes. Although the one guy got the waitress because he's been sweet talking her all night and then yeah. she's ready to do something about it. Mm -hmm. But then the only other two women who have been the women dancing the entire time, we never actually see Summer dance in the movie. No. They only talk that she's going to dance and then they jump Which away tells to me, else. It tells me the actress who plays Summer has no rhythm. That Possibly. Or, that or she dances as well as she acts. That I probably believe too. <laughs> yeah, well the ladies that are behind her, you're not watching them because they're dancing well either. Yeah. So basically the four women that were hired to be actresses in the film that are not, you know, specific flashback sex scene actresses. Yeah. And then... They're the all four, topless the whole time. The four dudes are gonna go back and party 60s style in the floating den of iniquity. Yes. That's the plan. And um, the groom invites all to come by. Uh, the other girls join them, and they all head back to the houseboat. Lots of dancing, uh, drinking, and then the girls start stripping down. And, and dancing. Uh, you think, why do they even bother putting on clothes when they yeah. enjoy being naked so much. Exactly. However, um, them dancing and fully naked dancing, you get to see a lot more. Yes, you do. I saw everything. And that's a whole big thank you movie in that scene. Yes. Uh, eventually, uh, everyone's uh, passed out, and Summer and the groom, uh, they go ahead and let them fuck. Um, Thankfully, we are spared from his ass in this one yes. sequence. In the afterglow, uh, Summer uh, said uh, she wished she could have had a chance with the groom and the groom states why can't she and he says he's ready to run away with her and uh, so they get up and they leave roll credits Okay, nothing scummy about that at all. No, no, that's all on the up and up. Everything's fine. It's fine here. Yeah. Everything's fine. He's running away with a woman named Summer Frenzy, who he just met and had clearly unprotected sex with on a one-night stand, and yeah. now they're going to make a life together. Yeah. And they're going to become the cautionary tale that we would see in several VD and or unplanned pregnancy I'm gonna, films. I'm going to tell you right now, uh -huh. in about one week, he's going to be doing the same thing with some other girl, leaving Summer behind. Oh, I don't think it's going to be in one week. <laughs> It's going to be two days. Oh, I think it's like in the next 12 hours. <laughs> He's going to go to another bar. Like she works her shift after he runs off with her. Yeah. And she never sees him again. Yeah, there you go. Like the first time he's like a fucking magpie. Actually, the I'm first time you see something else shiny and pretty, he's going for that. And how about this? Uh, he's not even really getting married. He and his three buddies all run this fucking scam at every like nudie bar they go to. Oh, that's genius. Uh -huh. If that was the thing that they were doing, like if they would have revealed that <laughs> that's... At the very end, that he's, he's not engaged at all, and they just talk like that, so the girls over here are talking like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. I just would have been a great end to that movie. Yeah. There's a twist. Kind of interesting we watched the hangover before there was the hangover right? yeah right yeah that would have been the hangover before the hangover. only only instead of lying to get into weddings they're lying about being uh, having a wedding no that was wedding crashers oh that was wedding crashers i'm yeah, talking the about hangover. the hangover yeah the hangover yeah, yeah right before yeah. he's supposed to get married they go to vegas yeah, and that's bad right. shit happens yeah 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 that's insane yeah. <laughs> uh, i'm done talking about it it's a movie yep. we watched it um it, way too much pimply ass and fucking ingrown hairs on his thighs yeah yeah, but if you want to see Gross. some attractive women, they're watch there. a different movie or yeah, fast yeah. forward to the parts where they're nude. Yeah, uh, for damn. you ladies, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs>
We're going to take a little break here. We're going to play a promo for another podcast. We'll have a little bit more music befitting of these two porn flicks. And when we come back, we'll do some PSYOP news. This is not a test. This is the Psychosemantic Podcast. Announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Weapons of Class 4 and lower have been authorized for use during the purge. All other weapons are restricted. Government officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the purge and shall not be harmed. A few days ago, I called the news the enemy of the people. And they are. They are the enemy of the people. We have Ben Jacobs. That's the guardian of the purge. Body slammed tonight by the Republican candidate Greg Gianforte. Living with a six-year-old. Being rushed is fast. It makes me nervous. The head is one big pile of shit. Well, then you two learned a very important lesson today. Cops don't help. It's a train! Now's not the time for fear. That comes later. Can you fly, Bobby? In the 20th century, the Senate voted on seven Supreme Court nominees during election years, and it approved all but one. So just to, just to put a button on this, are you ruling it out 100%? Yeah. Are you crazy? Is that your problem? Politics, movies, political movies. The Psychosemantic Podcast, better known as the Psychosemanticast. He did what we all must learn to do. You and you and you and you. on the loop there yeah that's from one of the roughies <laughs> if you actually saw that movie that that yeah. music was set to was... you would be real upset with me for oh, playing it really oh yeah is it bad uh it's pretty violent yeah oh <laughs> you would... and that's music playing during it yeah wow yeah that's that music you would attain to some violent violent sexual stuff yeah well, the music has nothing to do with the movie because it was silent and um then you just get to see it with the music set over top of it so fuck <laughs> That is part of what happens in the film, yes. <laughs> well, speaking of things that are going to make Matt extremely uncomfortable, give me some news. Couple here, one from the group, one I found myself. 
I'll do the one I found myself first. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, lawsuit. Taxpayer money used to buy lubricants, porn, and silk boxer shorts at Glenwood Resource Center. Yes, this is Glenwood, Iowa. Oh, tears are good lube. Yeah. In Glenwood, public funds were used to pay for items involved in a program of human experimentation at the Glenwood Resource Center. That actually does kind of fit because there's a lot of human experimentation going on in these two films. Yeah, right. Um, and many of the top officials in charge of the facility and he knew about it, according to a lawsuit filed in federal court on Tuesday. The lawsuit was What's filed- with all that asshole creep? Is what they were asking when they were going by the line <laughs> itemized <laughs> of the charges. <laughs> uh, the lawsuit was filed on behalf of former employees of the facility, including a nurse practitioner, the former director of quality management, a former employee, and guardian for two patients at the center. Everyone and, will be coming on my face. All of them? Everyone and, will be coming on my face. And a physician who used to work at the facility. Um, the defendants are former DHS director Jerry Foxhoven, former Glenwood Resource Center superintendent Jerry Ray, and a dormer director of the State Department of Human Services Division of Mental Health and Disability Services, Richard Schultz. Circle jerk! Muhammad Ryman, medical director of GRC, the Department of Human Services, and the Glenwood Resource Center. Glenwood Resource Center is the subject of an investigation by the U.S. Department of Justice after allegations serviced over human experimentation on patients at the facility. More than 2,000 eyewitnesses. This just became not fucking funny anymore. Yeah, over 2,000 Iowans with intellectual and physical disabilities reside at the facility. Oh, God. They rely on the medical and other professionals at Glenwood for their health and other needs. Uh, this just became really fucking gross really fast. Yeah, according to the lawsuit, things at the facility took a different turn when Jerry Ray was hired as the superintendent in 2017. One of the first things he did, according to the lawsuit, was use $60,000 in public funds to renovate his uh, residence on the Glenwood grounds. He also diverted the entire maintenance team from the regular GRC duties, which included maintaining safe, sanitary, and habitable homes and grounds from the GRC's vulnerable patients. Ray allegedly began dismantling protective structures designed and implemented through the DOJ consent decree and DHS manual when he took the job and began to turn Glenwood into a research facility. In 2017, Ray, along with others named in the lawsuit who worked for the Department of Human Services and at Glenwood, sought to transform the GRC from a facility focused on patient care into a research facility to further uh, defend it Ray's longstanding interest in clinical research involving sexual arousal and sexual deviancy. They, this sounds like a fucking movie that was made. Did they make this fucking movie at one point in time? I guess. Uh, I got nothing to say on this yeah. because it just became fucking gross they, and I don't want to hear any more of it. They, they intended to use and did use highly vulnerable GRC patients as the subjects or guinea pigs in the research experiments. In support of this endeavor, Ray and others in the lawsuit are accused of purchasing silk sheets or silk boxer shorts, sexual lubricants, stock photos of porn, and a, a dedicated computer software program and joystick for the sole purpose of Ray's research. The department is not, quote, the department is not going to comment on pending litigation, but DHS is committed to ensuring the safety and well-being of those we serve and our employees. 
Iowa DHS spokesperson Matt Hyland said in a statement, we continue to take all necessary action to address all allegations. According to the lawsuit, none of the Glenwood patients gave consent to being subjects in these experiments. Some of them would have had their uh, prescribed medications changed during the research activities, according to the lawsuit. When the plaintiffs in the lawsuit spoke up, they alleged in the lawsuit they were silenced and removed from their positions as well as were exposed to a toxic and hostile work environment. The plaintiffs in the lawsuit are suing the defendants for wrongful termination, violation of whistleblower law, conspiracy to violate civil rights, and violation of civil rights. Fuck. That's heavy. Yeah, the closest thing to that that I can think of is, like, basically every Women in Prison movie plotline that I've ever seen. Yeah. And then the second season of American Horror Story in Asylum. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fucking horrific. All right, That's well, not, that, you let's gotta do bring, something better. Yeah, give something to fucking cheer yeah, us up. This well, is, this why is the a cheery fuck one. did you pick that? that? Because I figured it was close to home and it had something to do with kind of the things we kind of watch and shit. Oh. Oh, God, that's so fucking gross. Well, here you go. Sid, this is from Darren Wilson. Uh, it's our boy Darren from the Psychosemantic cast, also known as the Psychosemantic podcast. Word up. Um, City of Lakeland closes portion of park because of snake orgy. Yeah, see, now that's more our speed. <laughs> <laughs> OMG, a jizz drinking game. Officials with the City of Lakeland have taped off an area of uh, Lake Hollingsworth after residents noticed a large number of horny snakes. Uh, Does quote, this make me gay? Quote, regarding snakes spotted on Lake Hollingsworth near runabout began a February 13th Facebook post on the official city's city of Lakeland Parks and Recreation page. It appears that they have congregated for mating. They are non-venomous and generally not aggressive as long as people do not disturb them. Once well, yeah, no one wants to get disturbed while they're fucking. Yeah, right? I mean, That's you, my fetish. Yeah. You like to be disturbed while you're fucking? <laughs> That's my fetish. Sometimes. <laughs> Um, once the mating is over, they should go to their separate ways. And there's a lot of weighing around. Well, the, they're snakes, Ricky. The snakes appear to be native water snakes. However, some res- residents have pointed out that the uh, water moccasin nest was also spotted in the same area. Quote, while we cannot rule out the presence of other species being in that location or other locations around the lake, we believe the water snakes have congregated in that area as they do, as they seem to do yearly, continued the post. The city of Lake Loon has since placed caution tape around the area and plans to also hang signs uh, warning the public about the snake orgy. Countdown to Bukaki. So there you go. We got a snake orgy. Hey fuckers, religion's bullshit. God's not real. <laughs> so that wall, that's a pretty good idea. Oh. So we're going to be pushing the Christian agenda right down your fucking throat. <laughs> That's the next podcast I'm actually hosting. The Christian <laughs> Agenda, right the, down your throat. That's the actual name of it. I'm, we're going to be pushing the Christian Agenda all the way down your throat. <laughs> all right. Well, it's time to push the ending of this episode all the way down your throat. I think so. Our people might be into that. So the oh. people listening. <laughs> Possibly. All right. We're going to play the ending Legion promo here before the show completely falls apart. I have a little bit more music befitting of the two porn films we covered tonight. And we will close out this dirty ass fucking If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, 
Pick Six Movies, the podcast by the cemetery, the podcast on Haunted Hill, the Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. Classic fucking porn music. It had yeah. the waka jawaka. You can just picture the thrusting in time with the beat. Yep, yep, yeah. exactly. Now that's how you score yeah. a fucking porn film is with that kind of music. Yes, sir. <laughs> Even nowadays, it still fucking works. Give me the waka chawaka. The waka, the waka chawaka. <laughs> As opposed to Matt's favorite, the waka chewbacca. The w- <laughs> Wookie sex. That's a thing that Matt's into. It's a thing. <laughs> I hope that's not a thing. It's a thing. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm scared that you're most likely probably right. Wookie sex? That's my fetish. I mean, rule 34 would clearly state that that's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. Thank you. Thank you, David. Well, if you'd like to find out more about what is and is not a thing before those episodes permanently disappear from the material sphere and get hidden behind a wall from the prying eyes of the music industry, uh-huh. Legion Pop podcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops that is the landing and launching page for all of our current episodes you can also join our facebook group cinema psyops where we are getting some of the highest quality memes posted from our episodes only the highest of the quality of memes get posted yeah i love the uh the joke that i made about how i know more about sex hygiene than the guys that were there yeah yeah and then the line that i said about just wash your paws that got turned into yeah, a meme wash, by yeah. robert ward yep, yep. even if you used a picture of me that I dislike the most. I hate the look on my face in that photo. Yeah. I'm not going to go total like Donald Trump and say anything bad. Like, it's a really funny thing that he put together. Yeah. I just hate the way I look in that photo. <laughs> and I'm going to call attention to it because now everybody's going to find that specific it, photo and reuse it. Those are the type of high quality memes that we want to be posted. Your boy Ken from Rhode Island uh, actually made a really cool one too that ended up becoming the group cover. Yes. I didn't post nude. it to Instagram. Yeah. yeah. The, the nude camp, no Nazis. Yeah. Nude camp no nazis yeah that's yeah. that's generally how we like
like to keep things in we like to, we, You like to keep your nude camps without the Nazis. Yeah, uh, just generally anything. We can, if we can keep Nazis away. Just from keep it. Nazis out of everything. We'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> you can find me on Facebook. I am Court Psyops, and you can find Matt on Facebook. He is Matt Psyop. I almost dropped your real name there for a second. Yeah, that's what we fuck. <laughs> Don't dox me, bro. <laughs> you can email feedback to Matt, psyopmatt at gmail.com. Let him know that you feel like it's time that he actually revealed his true last name. It's not, you know, uh, yeah, you know, it's not time for that. You can email feedback to court, send court at gmail.com with the hashtag doxim, bro. <laughs> I haven't done that one in a while. You can tweet a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on the hate-filled shit fest that knows more about film than you that is Twitter. I'm at court underscore psyop, <laughs> and he is at psyop Matt. We're also available on the gram of Insta where I will repost your tasty-ass memes, which I, in fact, did do from one that was uh, shared earlier. I can't remember who shared it, but I did repost it through the Instagram. Was it the tastiest of memes? It was quite tasty. Uh, it was uh, actually it said Cinema Psyops kicks ass. Prove me wrong. Uh, was that oh, guy oh yeah, yeah. Very I thought simple, it was funny as fuck. <laughs> funny as fuck. Yes. Yeah, that's what it says. Change yeah. my mind. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that was a spicy meme. That was quite tasty and mm-hmm. it had to be reposted. I believe that was Cameron <laughs> that did that. Yes. Yeah, that sounds about right. And if I should not give out your last name, uh, sorry. <laughs> Our bad. I, I try not to do that. I, maybe I'll just beep it and then that'll make everything better and no one will care. There you go. It's going to get worse next week, Matt. Oh, God. <laughs> it's just going to, I just want you to know it that. Just, is this going to constantly get more racist? <laughs> next week could possibly be something that will break us both. What is next week? <laughs> I'm just teasing it right now. Oh. I don't want the people to know until we're covering it, but I'm warning you now. It's going to get bad. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm saying that pointing out that black love could be worse than what it is. So what you're saying is what's coming next week is going to make black love look progressive? Yes. What's oh. coming next week is going to make black love look like Bloomberg versus Trump. Oh my God. <laughs> like it's, it's it's bad, but not as bad as that. <laughs> exactly. So Cinema PsyOps is absolutely a nudist camp that does not allow Nazis. So that's right. Kick the fuck out of some Nazis and this week and make it your bitch. So, like I said. Oh, shit. I actually just replayed the trailer again. No! God, no, no. No, no. it's fine. I'm just going to play your clip. No, don't. We're done. We're just moving on. But it's... I don't know. We're done. I couldn't tell the difference. We're done. We're moving on. I couldn't tell the difference. Yeah, because there isn't a difference. The goddamn first clip was the fucking trailer. Well, it matters. We need to make sure we get it right. It doesn't matter. Uh, It doesn't. Fuck it. We're done. (laughs) I'm done with it. We're not doing it again. I guess I'll just fix it in post. I don't know. No, don't fix it in post. Don't make the people suffer. <laughs> you know, if I really felt like it, I could just replay that one clip over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have zero listeners after that. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, sometimes you got to be able to do that. That'll be the bonus show, just that clip over and over, over. and over again. It's like 10 hours of that clip. Wow, this is the lamest love I've ever seen in my life. Well, that's why this film is racist. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, nobody looked into it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I've done some extensive research on Blacks.com. I know that. That's not the case. <laughs>
I know they're way more into it than that. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, at this point, it looked like the dudes were falling asleep just laying on top of the women. I'm saying that right. Mm. Yeah. I guess if your parents are fucking like Cindy Crawford fucking, I don't know, what's a really good looking dude? Some really good looking dude. <laughs> there you go. I'm not attracted to men. I don't know how to qualify that. Me. Cindy Crawford <laughs> having sex with me. You'd watch that. Of course you would. Over and over again. I would have that on video. But I, would show you... that to, I would show that to everybody. But those aren't your parents. <laughs> you don't know that. I could be a time traveler. Oh, I man. could be my own dad. No. I you... could have done the nasty and the pasty. You, you pulled a fry. And that past nastification is what makes me special today. <laughs> oh, well, we finally nailed down what happened to court. All right. <laughs> I am my own father. Yep, that's yeah. it. And apparently Cindy Crawford's my mom. Yeah. Then why was I raised by two people that mistreated me? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, you could be raised by yourself. I mean, that just ruins the timeline, so he had to give you up. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm turning into my dad, so maybe I was raised by myself. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right. Well, now things got real. Um, and that's how I have sex. It looks night. like we're fighting, but, but I'm not mad. No one's mad. I mean, there's some fists going flying around, <laughs> but no one's actually mad. No one's mad. Uh, I'm surprisingly more gentle than that. And, uh, Just ask the, your mom. Then the, the, <laughs> then the wait, my mom or the listener's moms? Everyone's moms. Everyone's moms. Damn. I'm in love with everyone's mom. <laughs> It doesn't stop with Stacy here. <laughs> it just, um, I'm not trying to replace all of your fathers. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to be there for your moms. <laughs> Jesus. Man, that was a that was a massive mom burn <laughs> spanning over a lot of people over there. Yeah, all 1,000 people that will listen to this episode eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, still, man, that's a 1,000-person mom burn. And one. Yeah. Because I burned thousand you. 1,001, yeah. Um, <sighs> need some aloe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give me give me a list of all the burn centers in America. See, I never ever tried to like talk any woman into sleeping with me because number one, I'm not that good of a salesman anyway. And you've uh -huh. got to be a pretty goddamn good salesman to sell what I'm selling. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen you naked. I know that there's not much to sell there. <laughs> wow, we've we've really crossed that border now. Huh? <laughs> I'm just saying. What? I could be thinner. Uh <laughs> I mean, that would certainly help the presentation. Yeah, I think so. But uh, yeah, I'm just. Listen, so I never even tried to talk anybody to sleep with me. Usually they just were like, had to tell me it was time for sex. That was like, oh, okay. That's, That's usually great. the safer route to go. That yeah. way you know for sure that your yeah, yeah. partner is going to want sex too. Now I've, I've come to realize uh, because a lot of people aren't just going to come out and tell you, uh, hey, I want to have sex. So you don't know. Um, so like my wife would tell me like various like little signals like women would give. I started thinking back and I go, wow, I, I really missed out on having a lot of sex in college. I can tell you that right now. There are a lot of girls who dropped a lot of hits and I just went, oh, well, have a good night. And I went back to my own dorm room. <laughs> see, I was able to pick up on a lot of those. Yeah, so see, I didn't. I, I was really bad at uh, it. I, I did relatively okay. It's just that I always had to be everybody's deep, dark, dirty secret. Yeah, you were hidden away. Yeah. Yeah, well, I grew up in the middle of nowhere and I was the big Satanist everybody fucking hated. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is great for girls that want to piss off their family. Yeah, want to make dad mad. <laughs> well, not just dad anybody yeah. else yeah you know? that's true but hey whatever uh the dude finally gets hard so now it's time to plow um uh, <laughs> <laughs> they uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
they they plow. <laughs> they do it. So he pushes her <laughs> vagina away in little rows like a snow job. <laughs> yep, yep. Hey, snow listen. Plow? Depending on this movie, yeah, that's exactly what happened. That is how like mundane they make sex seem in this. Yeah, right. I'm just looking for a way to, to close out the, yeah. the end of the show here. Uh, um, we watched a lot of fucked up shit, and uh, some fucked up things happened, and uh, some people had what they would call sex. Well, that's a good summation of what we talked about, sure. Yeah. But how is that supposed to get us out of the show? Oh, oh, segue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, watch your parents kick the fuck out of this week and make it their bitch. <laughs> God, that's terrible. Oh, I tried. <laughs> that's absolutely horrible. <laughs> That's going to be like outtake bad because I'm <laughs> losing my shit. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. got a lot of black friends. You just watch Taint and Ass as balls wiggled in and out. Because it's super hot, you should be able to fuck one time. Dude finally gets hard, so now it's time to plow. Yes, you can't have sex by sticking an erect penis into a vagina. All blowjobs should be teethy.